Good morning, this is your girl TT from the D with day 10 of the 30 day marriage challenge. I do want to put a disclaimer out there this morning. I'm not feeling 100% the best, felt well for the last couple days, but I am being obedient and I'm going to do what I'm supposed to do. And you know, you know that one saying that it's not about you, right? And in this season of life, it is definitely not about me. I'd rather be trying to just rest with sleep unbroken and uh, getting myself together for the day. But when we are chosen to do things and God entrusts us to do things after he gives us directive, it's in our best interest, despite of what goes on in the world. And often even what goes on with us individually or collectively that we do what he asks us to do. I'm sure that you can agree that there have been or there have been many times God has given you an assignment or spoken to you and asked you to do something. And you either thought, "Nah, I can't do that or I'm not going to do that or I don't have time to do that because I have to do this or I want to do that. And then you found out later on that what you chose to do that you thought you had to do or you wanted to do didn't work out in your favor. And you might have wondered why. Well, perhaps it's because it's not what you were supposed to do at that time. And when I say at that time, it's because there's an allotment of time when God wants us to do certain things. And it really is better for us to do what he wants us to do when he wants us to do it, if that makes sense. Today's scripture for day number 10, which is Thursday, November 10th, is James 1 and 6. And it reads as follows. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt. Because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. Hopefully that will help you with today's topic, keys to rebuilding trust. There are many different ways that you can lose trust in a marriage. Okay. Um, If I was to sit here and try to ramble off ways that you can lose trust, you probably have your own, um, your own list, right? If you remember the mirror, uh, the, the movie, I should say. One of my favorite movies, Why Did I Get Married? They talked about, shoot, several different ways we saw them lose trust. And one of the biggest ones is um, infidelity, right? That extra marital affair, right? Financial issues, emotional issues, emotional Did you know, let me say this, did you know that there are more than one ways to have an affair, excuse me, I'm rest broken y'all, I'm so sorry, you can have an emotional affair, you can have a mental affair, not just a physical affair, and you might think to yourself, how, why, and how is that possible, but it is, so there's many different ways that you could actually... Uh, have trust issues with that but we're going to focus on today 
the keys to rebuilding trust because it's a very intimate part of a relationship and it's important that you feel safe in your relationship and that you build trust and that you have trust um and without trust it could severely damage your relationship with your husband with your wife and it's one of the reasons a lot of marriages end up in divorce court right sometimes we don't even go to counseling as we're asked if there's an issue in your marriage try to seek out counseling excuse me holy father and a lot of times depending on the level of hurt you won't even seek it out I know when um, myself and Swift got married it was one thing our pastor said during our ceremony and it wasn't like oh if you uh infidelity it wasn't that it was just like if you have an issue promise me that you guys will come to me first before you decide that you want to go the divorce route and I was just like mm. and he was like TZ right it was everybody started laughing but it was more of a I feel that and, and this is my personal thing and I don't want anyone to feel like Oh, you're contradicting yourself. No, this is my personal thing. I feel that you could work through pretty much anything outside of an affair. And I'm going to tell you why. You made a conscious decision and a choice uh, to get married. If you, as people would say, you want to sow your royal oats or things like that. If you feel like one woman isn't enough or ladies, because y'all be cheating too. We be cheating too. It ain't just the fellas. Ladies, uh, I've heard several people say before, like you feel like you can't get everything you need in, in one person. And I've heard that on both sides. Men say it. Sorry. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Men say it. Women say it. And it's funny when you're saying it when you're not married, but it's not funny when you're saying it when you're married. You know, you might say, well, I need a person that I could trust or I need a person that's uh, responsive to my needs and wants. And if I could get all these little things and, and one person, then I would suggest you don't get married till you find all the things you need in that person. That's my personal opinion. Right. That's my personal opinion. That's not that's not law. That's TTism. That's not law. That's TTism. Okay. But I really feel that infidelity is one of the hardest. Can you work through it? Yeah, a lot of people do. And I think you can. I personally don't want to have to. Um, I feel like if you feel like you are tempted and and that's a hard conversation. That would be a difficult one. But if you feel like I was tempted, you have to know within yourself, are you, going, are you willing to go to distance? Temptation is going to be out there because you have eyes. You can see. You will see that handsome man. You will see that beautiful woman, that attractive woman, that attractive man. But so what? Does that mean that you have to be tempted? Now, let's be clear. It's like an aphrodisiac. Some of these women, some of these men are sent to you by the adversary. Okay? They kind of come through because Satan don't approve and don't respect marriages. And if he feels that there's a weakness in your union, in your marriage, and that you are one of those people that are lustful, because a lot of times an affair happens because of lust. It's not because, oh, I loved this other person, so let me lay down with this person. No, you lusted after that woman. You lusted after that man. There was something you could say, I was lacking at home. I wasn't having 
uh, the intimacy at home. And that's another issue in marriages often. Sometimes you might have to seek out counseling. What is the root of why you're not as sexually active as you once were or you want to be or whatever that looks like? It could be other issues. It could not be just, oh, I'm not attracted to my spouse or she or he's not attracted to me. It could be something that really is going on with that significant other that you need to really talk about. And that might spear off into you having counseling sessions that has nothing to do with that initially. And that's just a little bit. That's a whole nother podcast. We're not going to deviate away from the keys to rebuilding trust. We're just talking about ways and things that can get you to that point where you have to rebuild it. So we're really going to talk about picking up the pieces. Okay. Knowing the details, releasing the anger, showing commitment, rebuilding the trust, rebuilding the relationship. Okay, what happened with the breakdown, whether you were the offending partner or you were the one that was betrayed to rebuild trust in your relationship. Both of you have to be willing to renew the commitment to your relationship and to one another. And it's going to take work. It's not going to happen overnight. Yeah, the the breakdown could have happened overnight. It could have happened in a moment. Notice instance without notice, but it's going to take work. And you have to both be willing. Okay. And even in something that seems to be clearly a case of betrayal, there are always two sides. The offending partner should be upfront and be honest about what's going on. And please don't withhold information when you're trying to rebuild. Don't remove a person, a place, a piece. It's like playing the game. And I could be dating myself. It could be like playing the game, the funny bomb game, right? You got all the pieces that need to be placed in the little slots, right? In order to complete the surgery, you got to replace all the pieces, right? So don't miss out on a little piece of information because you think like, oh, that one right there might, oh, that might. No, it's that little tiny piece of information that you're going to neglect to say while you're supposed to be going through the rebuilding that your spouse will find out about. Please know they'll find out. And it always happens because the person or the thing that ended up being the issue that caused a fracture in your relationship has a way of finding itself back into the center. And then your spouse is going to say, wait a minute, why you didn't tell me that? Then you're going to say, well, I felt like that was no. Oh, okay. So now this is, this is going to be what they're going to say. I bet you $5 to to a, a lunch or dinner brunch you don't pick and choose what you think was big or small to me you don't know that little bitty thing you thought it was a little bitty thing or you thought oh this is too huge if it's too huge if it's a little bitty thing then it should go along with the tools that's helping you rebuild if you're saying you're coming to the table to rebuild and you want to be upfront and honest that means telling everything how it is. You don't want your spouse to find out anything small or big, which will bring you back to that starting point once again, which means that you really have to start from ground zero. And it was a waste of time. And then depending on your spouse, they may not give you that, sec- that second opportunity. Okay. Releasing the anger. Even on a minor heartache, a breach of trust can lead to mental emotional and physical problems your problems can lead to trouble sleeping loss of appetite 
being irritable over the littlest things, quickly pissed off. And your spouse could be like, you went to zero to 60 quickly. Well, because they still hold it and bottling anger. One thing I'm going to have to tell you, you can't dictate the level of anger your spouse should feel or when they're going to be able to release it. It's a work in progress. No, you don't want to deal with the aggressor never wants to deal with the heartache remnants. They don't want to deal with watching their wife or watching their husband pick up these pieces and sort them out like playing a game of memory. But you have to give them that space. You have to allow them to have that time to heal, to get through it. Some will get past it. Some will never get past it. They just have to learn to get through it. If you are the aggressor, if you are the offender, I'm sorry. You're going to have to learn to be that one that watches them get through it or get over it. You're the one that brought it. You're the one that fractured it. So you have to be the one to deal with it. Now, on the other fly, fly side of that, you, the person who's healing, who's trying to get past it, trying to get through it, you can't keep on playing the, the world's smileless violin either. You have to decide, am I going to get through this? Can I get over this? It depends on the situation. Some things you can't get over, but some things you can get through. But there will be triggers. Sometimes there'll be triggers. And you have to learn what those triggers are. And your significant other has to learn what your triggers are. And have to realize sometimes you're going to go there. But it's healthy. Because it's like, okay, I, I need to talk about this. And it also shows your growth. I'm past this point. But every now and then I revisit this and I get reoffended. It's a part of the process of healing. And you have to allow that process to manifest. Show commitment. Both parties, especially the betrayed, may be questioning their commitment to the relationship and wondering if the relationship is still right for them or if it's even salvageable. And that's a true spot to be in. Acts of empathy, sharing pain, frustration, and anger, showing remorse and regret, and allowing space for the acknowledgement of the validation of that person's hurt feelings can be a part of the healing process for both parties. Building off of this defines both sides, ladies and gentlemen, and it can help you get to the better side, which is the healing side. Okay. You want to come up with some clear expectations for one another in the process of moving ahead, being in a spot, that you both will become vulnerable. The person who's been offended and the offender. It's a work in progress. Because even though a person that breaks the trust hurts the other person. The person who breaks the trust also is hurt. Because they have to deal with what they have done to break the trust. That might sound crazy. And we might have people to say, well, if they did that, then they should have thought about that. How are they hurt? Because... Sometimes when you do something after you've done it, you do become hurt because you realize not only was it wrong, but you realize what it's going to do, what it could potentially do to your wife, to your husband, to your relationship, to your marriage. And that's hard. So we're building the trust together. You got to decide to forgive. You have to be open. You have to be aware and you have to want to. Those are four 
important keys. Decide that you want to forgive or to be forgiven. And make a conscious decision to love by trying to let go of what has hurt you. That's one. Another key. Be open to self-growth and improvement. You can't repair broken relationship issues if you're not willing to compromise and deal with the underlying issue. You have to identify what that is and be willing to put that on the table. That's the only way. Being open. Another key, the third key, be aware of your feelings. Share your thoughts. Remember, we're not psychic. You can't leave your spouse up to assuming or putting it into work by themselves. That goes for the offender or the offended. Okay? Once broken trust is an issue, it's not going to solve itself on its own. And it's going to take time. And you really can't tell a person, oh, you should be over that. That's so disrespectful. You can't tell a person, that's just like telling a person that's grieving. Man, you still grieving? I would be so offended for someone to tell me that. However, you don't know when a person heals. A heartbreak is like a wound that you can't see. That's just like an abusive relationship. If you abuse someone physically, we can see the black eye, the bruises outside, right? And we can see when they'll heal versus something like if you broke someone's leg, arm, or whatever, right? It takes a longer time. And even though it, you, you might remove the cast, that person still might have issues with their leg, their arm, right? That black eye can heal up naturally without putting makeup foundation, covering it up or bruises you can stop wearing the long sleeve shirts blah 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 long pants blah 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 but what happens internally cracked rib bruised rib contusion concussion whatever you don't see that healing you don't see that healing that's just like when we ask God to be in the center and we're going to talk about that within this next 20 days of this 30 day marriage challenge we have to talk about the three chords But when you ask God to forgive you, to work on your marriage, to work with you in your marriage, that's a serious request. And God is working whether you know it or not, whether you see it or not, whether you feel it or not. When you ask our father for something, he delivers. Now, I wish we could say the same when he asks us for something. We deliver. We don't always deliver. Some of us are hard headed. I know I used to be very, very hard-headed. But I do my best to deliver because I understand how I feel as a person when I know God has asked me to do something. When he's told me. And sometimes I'll tell you where my struggle is. And I'm a work in progress. When God puts something in my spirit to tell another person. Not talking about my spouse. But people I know or love or respect. Especially when a person could look at me with the raised eyebrow and like, who are you to tell me about that? Or who asked you or whatever? It's crazy. And I've been in a position where there's been twice God has told me, no, three times now, um, to tell somebody something. And I hesitated. No, four times. Okay. <laughs> four times that I could think of that was difficult. I'll say that. 
was difficult. Where I'm like, I can't say that. How would I know this? And, and, and that person might say, well, how would you know that? Or you're being negative. It's like, no, God put that in my heart. And if he says, well, tell so-and-so. I'm like, I'm not telling him that. Because I don't want to be the reason somebody's heart is broken. Or that they feel like they don't have any hope. But then I feel a certain way after God has said something to me. And I didn't do it. And then I saw it manifest. I'm like, oh, I could have probably told them when he told me to say it. And they could have been preparing for this. That's the hindsight of it. So I told myself, perhaps I could write it down and date it. If it's something that's so difficult. But, you know, you know, you never know. You never know. That's why it's important to be open. The third key, be aware of your feelings, as I said. Okay, be aware of your feelings. We have to be aware. Have to be aware. Have to be aware. Okay. I had to reiterate on that third. That's the third key. So the fourth and final key is wanting to work it out. There's no place in the process of wanting to work it out to add more lies. You still have to be honest and true about what you want. Out of this, I want to work it out, rebuild. You have to want to work it out. You want to be in a spot, right? You want to show that you care. You want to be honest. You want to correct what you can correct that was not correct. And and here's the one. This is hard. You got to take responsibility and ownership, accountability, You can apologize, but if you constantly do something over and over again, are you really sorry? It could be anything, whatever it is that's offending or offensive to your your wife or your husband. If you are constantly lying about something, withholding something, or if you are betraying them in some fashion and you've done it more than once, you've done it several times. But you're always saying, I apologize, I'm sorry. Your spouse might tell you, don't tell me I'm sorry. I don't want to hear that. Because you're not sorry. You're sorry that you've got to deal with the repercussions at this moment. But you are not offended by how I'm feeling when you do this to me. Because you do it over and over again, redundantly, right? So you got to ask yourself, if you're the offender, are you really sorry? Do you really want to be forgiven? Because if you do, how are you showing that when you constantly do the same thing over and over again? How is that helping you to rebuild trust? Okay. And I have to say this. While those independent work, ladies and gentlemen, remember, you have to listen and remind one another that you each deserve open and honest answers to your questions about what you're dealing with the person that's offended you can't hold that over their head for the rest of their life either you're gonna get through it you're gonna get over it or this is that point where you need to seek counseling because you've done all you can do on your own and you just can't figure out how to get over this stumbling block how to hop this gap this hole in your relationship You've read the books. You've listened to counselors, right? Online. 
you've 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 done all you could do internally you've prayed you've tried to work it out on your own with your spouse the offender right if you can't get over it get through it accept it and you want to put in the work and you want to rebuild trust in your relationship this is the time to seek outside counseling whether that's from your church or your local counseling therapist organization health therapist counseling whatever that looks like this is the time because you're trying to rebuild in your relationship and you working towards restoring there's nothing wrong with getting professional help but both parties must be open to seeking counseling to have a better understanding of what's causing the issue i just suggested this to my stepfather for him and my mother they have a lot of old versions of themselves sitting stuck where they are elderly stuck in their ways and they are bumping heads but I know for a fact some of the issues my mother is bringing to their marriage is from past hurt and traumas. And then learning a lot about my stepfather, he has his own past traumas. And <clears throat> in their marriage is now bringing problems. And I suggested to my stepfather, like, you guys probably should get counseling. And at first he was like, no, and okay. Now he's at a point like, I'm willing, but your mother's not willing. And you got to be willing. You know, you got to be willing. If you're not both willing, then I don't know how far you'll go. Or you'll just continue to live in a broken relationship. And you will have no tools to help yourself. And the gap will get bigger, wider, and deeper. And it's not healthy. There are so many resources out here. No matter where you are in this world. Whether you are in the United States or you're in another country there's a lot of different type of practices as well I would ask you to seek them out if your relationship is one you want to save now some of y'all are in marriages and you faking the funk I gotta adjust that too every married couple every married person listening you already know where you are in your own relationship for those of you that are married for the wrong reasons and your marriage is already built on quicksand you already know your issues. And y'all need to address that thing. You got married for false pretenses. Come on. Come on. You don't even have a real marriage then. And some of y'all ain't even ready. you like, ah, ah, how could you say that, Teresa? How could you say that, TT? Because it's reality. One thing I'm not going to come on here and do is blow smoke up your butt. I don't care how long you've been married. If you got married for fake reasons... Oh, you got married because she got pregnant. Or, well, we've been together for a long time. Or that old saying, it's cheaper to keep her. Or financial responsibility. Or, I I don't want nobody else to have them. I don't really want them, but I don't want nobody else to have them. I want the benefits to come along with being married. There's so many different reasons. So many different reasons people get married and stay married when they know they're not even happy. I don't I, I don't even know how you do it. I don't know how you do it. Am I recommending you separate? No. But you need to work that thing out. I don't know what you I don't know what you could do. If you're married to somebody you don't even like, 
some people I know are married. They're unhappy. They cheat physically, emotionally, spiritually. Yet they still are in union. I'm like, well, your marriage never going to be blessed because you are breaking so many covenant rules of a marriage. Right? So you can't ask God to be blessing your marriage. He don't bless mess. You got to work on that. You got to work through that. Y'all need to sit down and have a grown-ass conversation and say, we need to stop playing this game. We took a vow for whatever y'all reasons is. Okay? You know what you, you know why you stood before God, whether you was in a chapel at the Justice of the Peace in front of a big old wedding fairy tale wedding. Some of y'all did all of those things and you trying to figure out that hot movie title that Tyler Perry gave us, Why Did I Get Married? And you don't even know. Some of y'all forgot why you got married. Some of y'all need to look at the movie, Why Did I Get Married? Some of y'all never even probably heard of the marriage. No, y'all ain't heard of it. <laughs> Some of y'all might not have watched it over and over. I love that movie. I just love it because it was so much reality. And I love this movie. I wasn't even married. But I just respected each couple because I could see that it was realness in every relationship that was in that movie. And I could relate in some fashion or form. And I, I advise, I think it would be cool to sit down with other married couples and watch that movie and say, okay, who can y'all relate with the most? Right? There's nothing wrong with that. And if you say, I see a little bit of me and so-and-so, I see a little bit of me and so-and-so. If you could say, I don't, no, I can't relate to none of that. Great. Good for you. Awesome. But you have to be honest. Even if you sit down with your wife, sit down with your husband and watch that movie and say, do we see us in any one of those couples? And hear each other out. Don't be offended. Because remember, if you have been the offender, you don't have no space, no room to not hear your significant other out as they talk about how they feel as they're trying to heal from what you've done. Here's a here's a bonus for you. If you don't want to deal with the repercussions of dealing with your spouse being hurt, then don't hurt them. Don't do things that's going to betray their trust. Whatever that look like. Okay? There should not be a secret chamber of, oh, this is things I don't tell my wife. Or this is things I don't tell my husband. Why? You should have a good relationship where you can talk about anything. Now, some things might be tough. Some things might bring some static. But you should be able to say it. And I, I'm not saying what I, I don't know or haven't experienced. There are some things that my husband and I might tap on and talk about that may bring some friction. But I'd rather we talk about it than it manifest. And then one of us got to find out like, oh, for real? Like, why are you withholding that? That brings another level of, well, you neglected to share that. Why didn't you share that? Well, blah, blah, blah. Here we go back to, if you didn't tell me that, then what else you not telling me? If you felt like, uh, I was going to tell you, what else are you holding back? Uh, I was going to tell you. See, it brings up issues and it's not healthy. And it can bring you back to ground zero of now, you got your spouse in that spot of, I wonder what else 
he not telling me. I wonder what else she not telling me. How do you grow if you didn't learn from withholding anything that was a problem will bring back new problems? How do you get past that? That's an issue. That's a problem. And if that's something you you constantly do, then you need to seriously work on that. You need to seriously, seriously work on that. Or you're causing yourself more problems in the long run in your marriage. Well, that's all I have for you, ladies and gentlemen, on this morning. I have a doctor's appointment in a few minutes and I need to get myself ready for it. I do have to do this because I know I had I didn't shoot it out there like I've done in the past. And it's just because I'm not feeling 100 percent. I'm tired. I'm, I'm rest broken. Um, and that's no excuse on why I would let this get passed. So I do uh, need to want to. And it's my honor to uh, shout out all of my people that are listening around the globe, starting with the United States. I thank you guys in the United States, Bahrain, the Philippines, Canada, Ireland, Puerto Rico, Italy, India, United Kingdom, Romania, Saudi Arabia, Netherlands, Australia, Brazil, Bulgaria, Poland, Russia, Germany, Denmark, Switzerland, Mexico, Egypt, Guam, Ukraine, Bangladesh. My newest country to be listening is Lebanon. Lebanon, okay? Lebanon and uh, Czech Republic. Lebanon is one of my newest countries to be listening. Thank you. I am so grateful. The listening platform is increasing. It's growing and it's amazing. Um, I was able to learn that 50% of my listeners are through the web. 18% are through anchor.fm. 14% are through Roku. 14% are through Spotify. And then there's another 4% through other outlets. And this is just what I could tell through the um, traffic that I am able to monitor through through anchor.fm. So thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Salute to you guys. I appreciate you. I'm sorry for those of you that um, tune in for my Wind Down Wednesday or my Tap In Tuesday. This week I did not have a show. I had to cancel. I couldn't sit before you on Tuesday feeling and just drained I, I I just couldn't do it I didn't want to fake it till I made it I didn't want to I didn't want to give you a half show that's never my intention um I didn't want to record a show for wind down Wednesday and it not give you all I had to get on this morning though I didn't want to come on this morning I didn't want to come on yesterday morning but it is what God has charged as an assignment to me so it's my job Okay, um, and I just have to be obedient. So I might sound a little froggy. I might sound a little drained. That's because I am. I'm not feeling the best. I'm going to get myself together. I'm going to the doctor. I might need to give me a little shot of something. I don't know, but uh, pray for my strength. I'm going to continue, whether it's a five-minute show or just a quick prayer. I'm going to get on and give you something because guess what? Marriages are going every day if you're in it. They don't have a break. They're 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, 366 on that leap year. We don't get a a break a moment. And so in this 30-day challenge, it's supposed to be something you're able to listen to in the morning. And that's my job for the next 20 
days from now. And um, on the weekends, my husband and I are toying around with some different things, but it'll still be in the morning. It probably won't be as bright and early on Saturday and Sunday. We're looking at maybe like a nine o'clock and we want to add a little something, something because we want to prepare for it since we know what we're going to do. And um, I don't know what that's going to look like. It's just a thought, but it's something we're talking about. But Monday through Friday, if it be the Lord's will, unless I have laryngitis and I can't talk, definitely we'll have something. Even if I have to request my husband to come on here and give you some substance, we're going to have some positive information to share for this 30-day marriage challenge that will leave you with a little bit more wisdom, knowledge, some tools to add to your toolbox of marriage, and definitely something to share with another married couple. I'll see you soon.